Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Masters Mix podcast, where each episode we share actionable strategies for amping up your real estate marketing game. And now, here's your host, Dave Cole. Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, This is Dave Cole. You know, in real estate and pretty much anything else, you can't sell air, but you can market it. So here's something to think about. You know, it's a fairly well-known generalization in the building industry and beyond that uh, most people spend up to 90% of our time indoors. So it seems that most people would agree easily enough that the quality of indoor air matters. In fact, and according to the EPA, indoor air pollutant levels are two to five times higher than outdoor levels typically and can even exceed outdoor pollutant levels by up to 100 times. And you don't think of that when you're looking you know, a series of smoke da- uh, smokestacks or uh, smoke emitting from who knows where or steam or pollution or whatever it may be. But most building occupants and owners do not take sufficient action to measure or improve indoor air quality or IAQ as it's known and that's confusing and as we say it is worth some discussion. So indoor air quality does matter. Put simply, we can do better to prevent health and other defects or other effects, I should say, of uh, well, that too, of poor uh, air quality, and we should take preventative action before there are consequences instead of after, when it might be too late. So, if you knew you were worsening your health and could do something about it, wouldn't you? That's a way to look at it. So a good first step might be to establish a foundational level of understanding of indoor air quality and why it matters, and that's for builders and building occupants, which means it's for buyers and sellers to be well aware of. So when we think about air quality, most people think about pollutants outside, as we were saying earlier, from energy production, vehicles, manufacturing, and general levels of air pollution, especially in the big cities. Uh, That's also even smog, for example, or being near the airport. Uh, We often have the idea that going inside will protect us from pollution, especially when a building has air conditioning and ventilation systems. Heading inside on a hot day, especially with air conditioning, it can sure feel like the air gets better, but not necessarily. Cooler air is not more pure if it's not properly treated, and air without smell does not provide a guarantee either. The air we breathe inside buildings and structures could be as dirty or worse than outdoor air. Air is often stagnant or is recycled through inadequate systems, possibly carrying and even harboring pollutants. As we build and renovate even tighter to increase energy efficiency, building professionals must endure a structure that will have proper ventilation, filtration, and humidity controls to safeguard the health of those inside. Now, don't worry, we're not here to sell you a new air conditioning or a purification system. It's just to make the point. So this is not a commercial, don't worry. Um, The health effects of poor air quality can be mild or severe and can appear immediately or even gradually over time. 
Mild health effects might include eye, nose, throat, and lung irritation, coughing, dizziness, headaches. What else have they got on this list? Fatigue, increased stress, lack of sleep, digestive problems, allergy symptoms. Sound like, uh, I know, it sounds like one of those, you know, commercials for a, a drug and the side effects are even worse, but that's the point we want to bring out. There's research to indicate that poor and even stale air affects our ability to think creatively and clearly. Um, our understanding of air quality and its effects on, on us all is still developing. The health effects of poor IAQ are often summarized as sick building syndrome, a term that has been popular but not exactly fully defined or understood in recent years. Uh, the effects of poor indoor air are becoming clearer, but with so many potential causes and exposure levels, the exact cause and effect of each contaminant on each occupant is not always clear. Uh, in the U.S., from what I'm reading, indoor air is not regulated, obviously, in the same way as outdoor air. The EPA sets outdoor air pollution levels and the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, that's OSHA, sets building ventilation standards and regulates specific substances. But there is not yet an agreed-upon set of healthy indoor air quality standards. Uh, California and New Jersey for public employees are the only states to set comprehensive indoor air quality requirements as they regulate ventilation and the levels of specific pollutants. Although the, the COVID pandemic has helped to reinvigorate air quality concerns as a topic, uh, these concerns actually are not new. Indoor air quality first came to public awareness uh, quite a few years ago, primarily with regard to fossil fuel, combustion concerns, and radon scares. Public health officials and a, a small group of building scientists have been studying these uh, you know, causes, effects, and solutions in the decades since, but uh, often with insufficient recognition is the, the best way to put it. So let's take a quick look at the, the top indoor air pollutants and causes. Uh, these do widely, uh, very widely. Some pollutants are generated on site. Others basically make their way into buildings. Uh, sometimes they're brought into a space through ventilation or other occupied-related actions, while at other times they might uh, come into a space through a crack in the wall, floor, ceilings, or other openings. Some pollutants are temporary, such as someone building a fire or smoking, while others are constant, such as the chemicals that <clears throat> excuse me, may leak out of a finish or material. Some of the common indoor pollutants include biological contaminants such as bacteria, viruses, animal and insect dander, saliva, urine, dust mites, pollen, mold and mildew, and exhaled carbon dioxide. It could be dust, uh, could be chemicals from cleaning and other maintenance supplies such as pesticides. Uh, what else? Radon and other soil gases, pollutants from fo uh, fossil fuel combustion inside buildings, and that's natural gas from cooking, heating, water heating, and fireplaces. These uh, include carbon monoxide, nitrogen dioxide, fine and ultrafine particles, polycrylic uh, aromatic hydrocarbons, I don't even know what that means, but you get the idea. Uh, additional equipment emissions, such as from printers, copiers, and computers. 
chemicals from personal care products. We mentioned cigarette smoke, uh, air pollutants, including some of the uh, elements that uh, we've already given. So again, these are things that uh, you just need to be aware of. And we're not here to sell any, you know, particular uh, solution. Uh, the benefits, uh, of course, reduce illness, eliminate pests, alleviate allergies, make buildings more pet friendly possible improved sleep, uh, not necessarily for commercial building folks, uh, increased energy efficiency, maybe even increased building value and lower stress levels. So these are things to think about in terms of presenting real estate. Maybe there's some type of certification, some type of work that's been done to improve the indoor environment that you can point out that that older house or that older commercial building down the block or around the corner, maybe they haven't done or they don't have. It's another way to get an edge, make people aware of an advantage or even for use in your, your personal life. So that's uh, some thoughts on that and again uh, we're not here to push any products or services or anything like that that could help uh, you know solve the problem um, there really isn't any single measure to be able to determine uh, indoor air quality but there's steps that uh, you know we can take um, just one set of ideas on your own uh, maybe use your senses and check the building and also yourself. Do you experience headaches, nausea, dizziness, or breathing difficulties inside a built space? Do you feel better when you're not inside a particular building? Do the symptoms come back when you re-enter the building? Do you see visible problems like mold or mildew? Do you note any leaks or flooding, standing water? Is the space particularly humid? Uh, not every place has. They may have a room temperature, but not necessarily the humidity. Do you uh, smell strong uh, chemical type smells? Do you see any stored chemicals like paints or solvents? Are there any spilled chemicals? Any pesticides used regularly on the site? So these are some things to be looking for and consider. It could make the difference of you getting a listing or maybe be able to increase that asking price. You never know. But for now, I'm, I'm glad we cleared the air on this. This is Dave Cole.